This is Sergio Anello of the early November, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 195 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Today is exactly four months we've been quarantined. Is it? Is it July? <sighs> Yeah, to the day. This was this was the last day I worked in March. Oh wow, March, yeah. For March sixteenth. For me, it was March twelfth. That's crazy. Yeah, it's been four months, and I, I even Time's got times flying in quarantine. I got <laughs> I got even word out of my work wherever that is. I got word out of there that it might even be till April, so we could be thirteen months working from home. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I, I mean, we heard the Philadelphia news that there's gonna be no large gatherings up until at least February of 2021. Yeah, and I work. So it sucks for us. I, and my place of employment is in the Philadelphia limits. So yeah, that's that's probably where I got that information from. Yeah. Uh, packed show tonight for episode 195. We have our picks of the week. We have trivia. Sam creeping back into the game as he always does. I can't sink a two foot putt. I am terrible <laughs> under pressure. Uh, it's seven for me, six and a half for for Sam. I'm on a cold streak. I got, I dude. Either this one was ass, or this is a layup for you. Trust me. Yeah, I, I have a feeling you know yours, but it might make you think. Um, we got gaming. We got Ghost of Tsushima review. We got Paper Mario: The Origami King review. We got uh, impressions of a, an indie game we talked about the last two weeks on the podcast from our friends over at Inti Creates. Um, and luckily, it was fifteen dollars, like I had hoped, not twenty. So I bought that the second. There you go. Bought it the second it came out. The schedule for SGDQ 2019 is out. We have that. We won't go through every game, but we'll go through the big ones because finally I can say a GDQ is stacked almost the yeah, whole I, week. I saw you raving on Twitter. Yeah, almost the whole week this is stacked. So I'm really excited about that. We have more updates about the Xbox Game Showcase, and there's been some mysterious Twitter activity uh, coming from potentially coming from Nintendo that I'm excited to talk about. In the movie section, we have impressions for Psych 2, Lassie Come Home, the Uncharted movie updates, even uh, an update for the Black Adam film, which just hit the presses a couple minutes before we got recording. So looking forward to that. Uh, In TV, only two stories, but big ones. A couple of announcements for HBO Max and Disney Plus regarding Star Wars and uh, the DC Universe there. So really looking forward to diving into those and talking about those, especially with you. especially that DC one. So really looking forward to that. I have a review for in waves from the band forest green in the music section. And then the other section tonight, it's very toy focused. Uh, some Lego news as another collaboration with Nintendo has happened. Uh, and Nintendo actually announced a couple more collaborations today. As a matter of fact, as we record on July 16th at 6 30 PM Eastern time, uh, with monopoly and another board game that I'm super psyched to talk about. Sam will have his CGC spotlight. We'll get on out out of here and oh by the way our top three tonight is going to be lego related so strap in i'm psyched for this one i had a lot of fun thinking of this top three it was it was another one of our zany random ones yeah we're gonna have another good episode this week yeah a lot of imagination into the top three so really looking forward to that oh see mine's kind of easy like if you know me i I feel like this is like an easy top three yeah you know mine you probably went you probably went like extravagant no no mine's pretty chalk but i think i have a fun imagination that's all uh all right let's go as always to the uh the opener of the show with our picks of the week picks of the week i finally finished the batman beyond blu-ray complete series all 52 episodes, and of course, the animated movie Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, which obviously brought back 
Mark Hamill as the Joker, which, you know, I feel like this film just gets past, like, you you kind of forget about it, but it's actually one of their better movies. And also on the Blu-ray disc, you get the, um, obviously you always get like a bonus disc. And the one that was the nostalgic tomorrow at Batman Gathering, where you had Bruce Tim, Kevin Conroy, Will Friedle. So I think it was like two other writers, two other directors, and kind of just talk about the the show where it started, where it came from, how it came to be, and like it, it like Bruce Tim almost couldn't believe how the deal actually went down. Like hearing them tell the stories, like it was awesome. Hearing Will just being like a fan, like Kevin was was Batman. Like I watched the show, like this is you know, like I just felt like it, watching him fanboy out. I thought that was actually pretty cool. I still think it holds up, and I think everyone should, should give. Batman Beyond a Chance, if you never did before. Never did before. I, I was a fan of the animated series. I never got into Batman Beyond. And the first thing that turned me off about it, which I admit is probably a fault of my own, is the animation. I just didn't think it was as clean or crisp as the as the animated series. And I think I was trying too hard to compare the two. Huh, interesting. I, I thought it might have been a little brighter than the animated series. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I've only seen probably three to five episodes in that range, so I don't think it was the content so much that threw me off. I think it was more my young brain saying, wait a minute, this is something new, and I don't like change. Yeah, I, I just like what they did. Like, they didn't just do, like, the typical all the villains had kids. Yeah. Like, they didn't take that route, and, and they explained that, and, and they explained why you see, like, it makes sense to see Mr. Freeze and the way Bane kind of, you know, kind of shows up, like the way they did that, like I, I think was brilliant. And to do 52 episodes, like I think they did a great job. That's great. Uh, my pick of the week is a film. I saw it before, um, right as it came out in theaters. I saw it in theaters, but it was a uh, like I think 11, 15 at night. So, and it's a two hour long movie. So, you know me, I just wasn't in it like totally. Okay. And I really liked it back then, but. Now it's available on, I believe, Stars or HBO or Amazon Prime or Hulu. I can't even remember what streaming service it's on, but it's on something or cable. I can't remember. But I watched it the other night with Ashley again. We were going through, I think it was Saturday night, and I said, listen, we just got to put this on. I want to see it again. It was super funny the first time. I think you'll like it. And it was better the second time. It was hilarious. She loved it. And I'm talking about Long Shot with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Yeah, a, a film that I it's it's on my docket. Just haven't got to it. It, it looked it looked funny as shit. It was so funny. It's Charlize yeah. Theron is the Secretary of State. She is she wants to become the first female president, and Seth Rogen becomes her speechwriter. And there's a relationship that develops there in some capacity. So it's really really funny, really thoughtful. It doesn't take the the tropey like predictable approach. And when it does, it's still kind of endearing. I just think it's a really good film overall, satisfying ending, funny throughout, doesn't really ever lose you or your attention. And uh, she absolutely loved. There were parts where she was squealing when she was laughing, like snorting. It was hilarious. (laughs) And and when my wife does that, I know that I, for the night have won and have been king of the television. So (laughs) we're we're all set. So it's Batman Beyond's Blu-ray uh, set with the behind the scenes and long shot for me. So one TV, one film, one will take you longer than the other, but w- both are worth investing your time. Let's get into trivia. Sam, it is seven for me, six and a half for you. You're catching up quick and I'm going to give you the question first. So you could potentially take a temporary lead. All right. Let's see what you got. How many seasons were there of Eastbound and down? There wasn't many. Uh, it's got to be 
four or five. Gotta be. Then and and they did a comeback, didn't he? Not. I can't tell you this. <laughs> um, where do I want to go? My gut here. Let's go four. Correct. Ah, good. It was. I was uh, four and five. I was going back and forth with. The answers were three, four, five, six. So you would add oh. a 50 50 there. Oh, I, I do. I, I do. It had to be that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. I'll take it. Seven, but, dude, seven and a half. The... Seven and a half for seven now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, dude, you're going to take the lead here because you either ask this question or like this is. So here we go. Developing the GameCube. Nintendo codenamed it what? Ooh. Uh, the Revolution or the Dolphin? Oh shit! Or no, Revolution was Wii. The Dolphin might have been the GameCube. Oh my god! Um, I, th- uh, I think the Dolphin. Uh, I'm trying to think back to like the old Nintendo code names, and I don't remember any, not one code name. I, it just, I, I, you know, I'm just not like, you know, I don't think for the code names, you know, I never, I don't know. I never stumbled upon that information. Um, <clears throat> just to be safe, because I have another one in my head. I, I'm getting them all confused. I think the, the Revolution and the Dolphin were both the Wii. There was also the N2000, which could have been the GameCube because it came out around 2000, maybe 2001. Uh, I'm going to play it safe and go for the tie. No, no, because you'd have the dolphin and shit in there. That wouldn't do me. Whatever I have written down, I'm reading. Yeah, yeah, but that wouldn't do me any good because I feel like you would tell me it's the dolphin and and that was just to even seize your mind i will take a picture of what i have written oh no 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 i don't doubt that i don't doubt that i'm just saying it it might not make sense for me to do the um you do what you gotta do brother i'm going the revolution is the we i'm 100 percent on that but why would it the revolution and the dolphin both be the we so i'm gonna go with dolphin correct all right I dude, I was I was like, if he talks himself out of the dolphin, I'm going to crack up. <laughs> like li- literally, like I was like, he started the dolphin and then slowly started talking your way away, away from us. Like, if you want to take the answer, I was like, dude, it was swordfish, stingray, dolphin, starfish. Oh my god! So, uh, yeah, well, I would have gotten that. So once you would have heard that, it I, I was hoping you were because I would have been like, perfect tie game. <laughs> All right, so it's seven point five for you and eight for me. I'm just updating the yeah. standings real yeah. quick on the on the old cell phone. So I don't forget. All right. Well, I figured you'd get it. So I'll take over in gaming. We got two big reviews. We'll start with the biggest ghost of Tsushima. Uh, arguably the big, I'm just kidding. It's definitely bigger. <laughs> so, dude, I've been watching Alana Pierce streaming for like two hours just to get like a feel of the game. And it, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. I'm like, think- honestly, I may pick this game up. I'm just going to wait on it a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably going to pick it up. I'm thinking this is like a PlayStation sale, $40 pickup for me for sure. Um, but let's let's check out the review. Um, I had said when before these games dropped, I said when the reviews hit, Metacritic is going to be in the 80s for Tsushima and 70s for Paper Mario. And I'm, so far, I'm right. Um, but let's take a look at the IGN review of Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is an enormous and densely packed samurai adventure that often left me completely awestruck with both its visual spectacle and 
excellent combat. By steadily introducing new abilities instead of stat upgrades, its swordplay manages to stay challenging, rewarding, and fun throughout the entire 40 to 50 hours. Holy shit. That it took me to beat the campaign. Maybe I won't play it. A few aspects are surprisingly lacking in polish in comparison to other first-party Sony games, especially when it comes to enemy AI and the stealth part of its stealth action split. This is still an extraordinary open-world action-adventure game that solves the several issues that have long been unaddressed in the genre, while also just being an all-around samurai slashing good time. Eight out of ten. Nine out of ten. Mm. Solid. Very, solid. I, very. I I watched a lot of reviews on this too. Um and Did apparently you see the gameplay? Yeah, and apparently the stealthy part when like think of The Last of Us when you're stealthing around and sometimes you're like very clearly in your sight but they don't see you. Yeah. Think about that times like five. There's like a horde of enemies literally on top of you, but as soon as you go into stealth and run away, they're like, where did well, you go? I, I mean, in Last of Us, to be fair, I glitched in in between a bush and a rock. So, yeah, I, mean, I was, know, let's, let's not point fingers. There was a point where I jumped up in, I was in a greenhouse and I trying to get my way out of it. I jumped up on the platform, fell through it and got stuck and had to restart. So, yeah, yeah. so to me, that's why I said like, you know, Last of Us 2 was a great game. I, I, I don't think it was a 10 out of 10, but I, I'll give it a solid eight. You yeah, know? yeah. But, it, I mean, listen, games are allowed to have glitches. They're games. They're not going to be perfect. No game is perfect. There never was, never will be a perfect game. Just that simple. Yeah, so. yeah not perfect. Next up, we got Paper Mario, the Origami King. The Origami King is a truly likable game, despite the shallowness of its new spin on gameplay. Its characters are winsome. The visual design is gorgeous, and its world is fun to explore. And its storytelling is outside of the box and playful. At the same time, however, it could be so much more. Combat is largely unfulfilling, and your journey as a whole lacks meaningful choices. For a series with RPG roots, this is a real shame. Don't let that last sentence sway you. 7 0. Yeah, 7 0. Okay. Matter of fact, the, name, the, the last sentence almost got me to a 6 5. Well, yeah. Um, the, matter of fact, I actually just bought this game today. It'll. It's technically pre-ordered, but because I pre-ordered it the day before it came out, it's not going to be on release day, so I'm actually getting it late. should get it midweek next week, which is fine by me because technically I don't have the money in my account to pay for it, and they don't bill you till it ships. So, okay, Truth. I'll, have it, I'll have it at midnight tonight, so no problem. Uh, but anyways, I had a $25 gift card to Amazon, so I just decided to spend it on that. So I got it for 39 bucks. I should use that to for Ghost of Tsushima. I'll just oh, well. I'll wait. I don't want fifty hours right now, and I want I want stuff right now for Switch. I have a hundred and seven hours into Super Mega Baseball Three. Wow! Yeah, you savage. Yeah, it's pretty much what I do at night in bed all night until I fall asleep. Well, so, be Last of Us Two now. Take a break. But when I can't play things on my television, I have to play them handheld. So. I've just been playing so much. I need something different. I restarted. Well, not restarted. I started Pokemon Sword. That's how desperate I am. I'm two hours into wow. Sword. And I'm like, ah, you know, I just played this in November. So it's kind of not great. Like, yeah. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But it's nothing like whimsical like it was when I first played it. So I am at a point where I need a new Switch game. This is perfect for me. I'm really looking forward to playing this one because it's like what 30 hours all handheld like i can do that when i'm up in bed play an hour or two every night i'm psyched i'm, I'm ready for it even if it's just a seven i'm kind of i'm kind of fine with that and and obviously both games are available now 
Yeah, just uh, please remember, they both come out the same day, January 17th. As you're listening to this podcast, you can purchase them. Next up, we got Bloodstained. Let's get your impressions. Curse of the Moon 2. I loved the first one. It was one of my favorite. Uh-oh. It was one of my favorite indie games ever. Um, the Switch port, it kind of came out of nowhere. They were doing Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Um, and then all of a sudden, Inti Create said, let's make an 8-bit Castlevania version of this. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then drop it for 15 bucks like they do. And that's on the high end for an Inti Creates game because they're so damn affordable and good. And I loved it. It was a surprise smash hit. I think of 18. I want to say of 18. Um, And I loved it. And then all of a sudden, like a month ago, they said, oh, yeah, maybe less than a month. They're like, oh, by the way, there's a sequel. And it's coming out on July, what, 13th or whatever. And I was like, "Um, what now? Maybe July 10th. I can't even remember. But it's it came out just out of nowhere. And uh, so it's out now. It's $15. I, we've reported on this game the last two weeks in the pod. Yep. And I was like, if it's 20, I'm out. If it's 15, I'm in. It's luckily so it's 15. In. It's 15. I bought that the second it came out. Um, put about, I'm, I'm, I'm two stages from the end. So I haven't beaten it yet, but I'm still two stages away from the end. I've unlocked all the characters, including. You did the, it pretty fast. Yeah. Un, it's an indie game. You know, it's a, it's a Castlevania style game. I can be Castlevania in one sitting. You feel me? Um, it's uh, I, I unlocked all the characters, including the Corgi. I'm playing a Corgi who is in a train. It's very cool. Um, but I went on Twitter to, to say that I friggin' loved this game. I, I truly did. And I thought it wasn't as good as the original. But for a $15 indie game that is in, that is a successor to the original, it does hold up and it does put the franchise, maybe not like move it forward, but it sure as hell didn't set it back like a lot of sequels do. And, and I really enjoyed it. I think it's very much worth the money. I think the gameplay is tight. I think it's hard. I think it's NES style hard. I think it's got that those Castlevania roots. I actually like the characters. And then you go on and you read the reviews and they're like six, 6.5, seven. It's good. It's not great. And, so and you, you think it's better than those scores? I think it's better than those scores, but I think those scores are justified. And that's because I play this game a little differently. A lot of it, the, the, people that were giving them the reviews said, yeah, it's great. Your first playthrough, but you won't get the good ending unless you do this. There's four different endings. So you have to beat the game four different times. And every time you beat it, something different changes. And the more times you beat it, the the, the more stale it becomes. It, it actually, the game starts to stink after a while. And like, that's kind of paraphrasing, but I was like, okay, I'm a beating this once and say, saying bye-bye type thing. So, I don't care about the end game or the post game or the replays. I don't really care about that. I'll just start a new file and, and play it from the front again. Cause I'm not really in the business of, of unlocking four different endings. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe I will, who knows? Cause I heard you can get the original characters from the first one. So I'll see what that looks like. But, um, and then I went on Twitter and one of my favorite speedrunners said that he hates it. And, wow. and I was like, if you don't mind me asking, like why? And we got into a pretty decent discussion about it. And he was like, the levels are lazy. They feel like the same one. I don't like the characters. The enemy design is okay. It's not great. And blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, listen, Inti creates crushes pixel art and they crush the visuals. And like, I'm not just saying that because we had them on the podcast. They truly do 8-bit visuals better than anybody in the game right now. And and their boss design is great. I will agree that the, the bosses are not really that hard for all these gigantic bosses that take up the whole screen. They really have just like, a weak point that you can just kind of slash away at. So I'll agree with that. The, the bosses aren't the hardest thing. 
Um, but everything else I disagreed with, and I really, really like this game. And I think, listen, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yeah, to each their own. You know, um, what I mean? you know and, I, and I disagree with him, but because he said this, and he's a pretty well-known streamer, because he said this, the people in the comments are like, all right, I'm out, I'm out. And I'm just trying to urge them, like, it's 15 bucks, guys. Like, if you like the first one, you owe it to yourself to play it. If you've never played it, buy the first one and, like, give it a shot. Don't let anyone, myself or him included, tell you not to. If, just don't take someone's word for it. And that and that means me, too, For if you want to play it. Don't take my word for it either. Make your own decision. So that's what I'm trying to get at. But I, I really did like it. I think it's well worth the $15. I love the four characters that you have. I actually love, love, love them. I actually like them better than the characters from the first game, um, you know. So uh, I'm in on this. I'm a big fan. I really like bucks, it. Take a chance. I really like it. So it's Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. It's definitely available on Switch. I don't know if it's available on PS4, Xbox One, or PC yet. Inti Creates tends to put them out on other consoles eventually. So I think it's right now just on Switch and will eventually make its way to the other consoles. I don't know, though. It may actually be available now for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So give it a look if you don't have a Switch. But if you have a Switch, that's the platform I would play it on. So we watched the Ubisoft forward. Um, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> Straight out, right out of the gun. It, it blew. I mean, really, it was Watch Dogs Legion. It was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It was a bunch of bullshit filler. And then it was Far Cry 6. That was it. I don't care about the pre-show or the post-show when they came out with the other announcements because I didn't watch them, so I can't report on them. The actual presentation itself just blew chunks. What did you think? <laughs> Well, we obviously knew about Far Cry 6. I mean, I mean, everyone was literally waiting for it. I think, what, it leaked the day before, two days before? A day or two before. Yeah, I mean, Giancarlo Esposito came out and said, I'm a villain in an upcoming game. And then I actually predicted on this podcast that it was going to be Far Cry 6. And then the day we released this podcast, the morning we released this podcast, IGN puts out a story saying, uh, leaked Far Cry 6 with Giancarlo Esposito. And I was like, ah! If this well, was only a day well, you're, you're on record, so you know you're, you're time-stamped. Yeah, but at the same time, it if it wasn't leaked, it'd be, it'd be awesome. But everything gets leaked in this fucking culture nowadays with the, with the internet yeah. and stuff. So it took a lot of the shine out. I will say, Watch Dogs Legion looks amazing. Yeah, I, I think that was probably like the best one there. I mean, I was like, wow, look what all they did. No wonder why it's taking them this freaking long to do it. Yeah, and London looks amazing. Like yeah, legitimately I, I looks amazing. The city looks great. I love the idea of just recruiting and playing as anyone. Um, it looks a lot different than the reveal. It looks a lot more polished. I really, really like it. So I don't want to say that the, I mean, the presentation blew chunks because they didn't announce anything new besides Far Cry 6. And that was already announced. It was just a yeah. showcase for their three big titles. And I don't think you needed a 45, 50 minute presentation on a Sunday afternoon to get your message across. You could have just done uh, it. Hey, it, it gave us something to watch. Yeah. And then, and then I just felt like I wasted my time, but Legion looks incredible. Not enough for me to move to buy it because I haven't played the first two and I'm, yeah. I'm not just going to jump in at the third one. Yeah. Same here. Like I'm the same thoughts, even like far cry six. It's like, I mean, Hey, it, the game, the, what they showed it, it looks great, but I yeah. doubt I'm but, really dead. But remember that that was just a CG trailer. There was zero oh, I know, gameplay. Oh, I know. The game is going to look so much different. But in that CG trailer, man, they put a lot of money into that. Esposito looks incredible. Oh, my God. It, like, you almost don't even know it's a game. It, it That was the – if that was running in, like, Unreal or whatever engine that was on a PS5 or Xbox Series X, that – 
cinematic showed me the the potential of next gen. Like that was insane. Those cutscenes yeah. there, that, that CG trailer. Um, I don't know if it was in engine though. So um, it could have just been a, a regular old animated CG trailer like they do for a movie. But at the same token, listen, I like the, the, the trailer was effective. It was very good. I mean, it was very tense. The kid with the grenade, you felt like, is he just going to throw it into the crowd? That's what I thought the whole time was. He's going to throw it into the crowd and kill a bunch of protesters. I was yeah. like, holy shit. Um, that's, that would be really effed up. Instead, he just drops it on the one guy and we don't know what happens, but um, that was fine. So like Legion was good. That was fine. But man, Assassin's Creed Valhalla looks like garbage. It does not look like a fun game at all. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think if you're going to buy like one, one to buy a game like that, I think you go with Ghost of Tsushima. I think you'd have a lot more fun playing that. It's to be honest. It, listen, they, the reveal trailer or the idea of Vikings in like the Valhalla setting is awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. The Assassin's Creed name gives it a lot of credo and a lot of like respect or whatever. Um, and that's great. But when they blew it out and showed a lot of this game, it showed a lot of chinks in the armor, a lot of flaws. Yeah. It did not even look fun to me. Yeah. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like if, if I like, again, goes to Kasim, I was looking at, I mean, I doubt I was ever going to get Vikings, but after seeing them play it, I was like, nah, hard pass. Yeah. And they listen, like I said, three big things. There wasn't a lot. But Yves came out and he said, there's going to be more coming this year. This is not our last Ubisoft forward. We have a lot more to share. A lot of people were expecting um, Beyond Good and Evil 2. We haven't heard about yeah, that game. I, in, I heard a lot of people saying that. Yeah, three, four years since it was unveiled. We haven't seen that game really. So um, a lot of people expecting that. There was another announcement. I can't remember what it was that people were expecting that didn't happen. So maybe they're still in the bucket and Ubisoft just hasn't done it yet. Um so there's there's potential there um, for the next one, but we don't have a date for it yet. We just know that it's coming this year. So if you like the first one, that's great and look forward to another one. If you're like me and are willing to give them another chance, I'm waiting for the release date of the next one so we can hopefully get some really cool game announcements from Ubisoft because you know they can be a good studio, a great studio, a great publisher and, and uh, flex their muscle. I just didn't think that this presentation was was one to write home about. We got our first look at the PS5 case in our box. What did you think? Actually, I want to look it up right now. What did you think? Uh, <laughs> I didn't see it. Uh, the Spider-Man Miles Morales one. Um, remember, we talked about it. It was the white. On the oh, th- oh, the case. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Love yeah. It. So it, uh, it's very PS4-ish, except at the top where it's got the PS4 logo with a blue background. They do that it's really white. sharp black-white contrast with the with the yeah. white background, and I really like that. A lot of people were complaining um, about the white on the, at the top. I thought it was sharp. I get it that they are keeping the cases blue, but at the same time, every single PlayStation generation had different cases from jewel cases to the first one to the uh the kind of the open boxy cases like the 360 had for ps2 ps3 had clear ps4 had blue you know ps5 could have gone black they could have gone white they could have gone back to clear they kept it blue and they're changing the spines they're changing the, the top it looked very cool i don't think that that'll that that might not be the final box art for miles morales but at least we know what a sony box will look like Nah, I hope it is. It was a small little change. Like I don't, I don't think they had to reinvent the wheel. I, I the little change is perfect. But again, not a lot of people like white. I I like the color white. Yeah, me too. 
it's sharp with the black contrast. I mean, the 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 sharp, the deep like the deep sharp black on that was really nice on the white backdrop. If you had, because you had white on blue. Yeah, PS4. yeah, this is glowing like gold. Like it looks yeah. badass. The the white on blue for the PS4 top box is good, but it doesn't like pop at you. The black yeah. on white for the PS5 really does pop. It really does kind of stand out. So I like that. Jack Keeley went hands on with the DualSense PS5 controller and giving his impressions at noon this Friday. Yeah, which is today if you're listening to this podcast when it drops, or you know a couple days ago. Uh, if you're listening to it in the future, which you can obviously go back to YouTube and check it out on demand. But if you're listening to this podcast early enough uh, at noon on Friday, that's noon Eastern, um, 9 p.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Pacific. Jeff Keeley's is going to give us his thoughts because he's played PS5 and he's used the PS5 DualSense controller. Uh, he has it in his hands. So we're going to get a sense of like its size relative to a human being hand, which I'm really excited about. Um I don't want a big, giant, bulky controller, but I also don't oh, want of course not. like a little tiny, little gimpy little thing. So I, uh, I'm looking forward to Jeff's impressions. I am one of the people that actually trusts Jeff's impressions as much as he can get flack. He is the most popular journalist in gaming. And, and I do think he is, does have a love for games and, and does have his heart in the, in the right place and wants to showcase things. And I don't think he would do this if he didn't think highly of it or will have some good things to say. So I'm really excited about the PS5 in someone's hands because we still don't have a release date and we still don't have a uh, freaking price on anything, nothing at all. I'm sure it's coming soon, my friend. SGDQ 2019 schedule is out now. Now, remember, the SGDQ 2020 uh, you know, marathon is not going to be live. It's going to be entirely online. Um, for the first time ever, a GDQ is going fully online with obviously the, the craziness in our world, but they dropped the schedule and dude, what, what a schedule on the first day alone on Sunday, August 16th, remember seven days, 24 hours a day, no commercials, no breaks, nothing 24, seven speed running goodness for a whole week. And we're going to kick it off with Demon Souls, which is fine. But the second game on the docket at 1.10 p.m. Sunday, August 16th, Streets of Rage 4. Let's go. Super psyched. Later, awesome. later on in the day, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2X. Then right after hey. that, then right after that, Super Mario Odyssey. So like on the first day, I'm getting three games that I want to watch. Like that's nuts to have that. Um, you don't really get the first day like power block like that. And then you got a good NES block on Monday with Kid Icarus and Zelda 2. Uh, you get Batman Arkham City in, in just an hour, in one hour. Wow, um, that's crazy. Now there's going to be some out of bounds there for that one, I can tell. Uh, it's, it's, uh, in an hour, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hollow, a lot. Hollow Knight, any percent, no major glitches in 41 minutes. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, which is a brand new game that came out this year. This one's a weird one. Yono and the Celestial Elephants. You might ask yourself, why am I talking about this game? Because I somehow bought this game. I don't know how, but I bought it. I played it for like 20 minutes and I was like, what am I doing? So uh, really excited to see that one um, because it's a weird one. I liked it a lot. Then they have the horror block at 225 in the morning on Tuesday. You wake up on Tuesday morning, six o'clock for the Lion King. Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, Pulse Man, Super Turrican, Donkey Kong Country 2, uh, Demon's Crest, and Castlevania 2, and then Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 1, and then Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, all in a row. So, like, 
Tuesday, actually, and then Jet Set Radio, which is our friend Alan Santos's like favorite speed game, and then Disney's Extreme Skateboarding Adventure, and then Tony Hawk's Underground. So Tuesday is That's solid. Oh, by the way, then you do Trackmania, but then after that, The Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 48, wow. 48 tracks in an hour and a half. That's nuts. You people are savages. Wednesday, Bioshock Infinite. Uh, what else? Yeah, what else? Um, uh, Mario and Luigi Paper Dram, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the Game Boy version, The Last of Us. So this is big. Nice. 11.50. I sent you the speed run. It's Anthony Caliber. Um, I sent you the speed run from ESA. Yeah, he's a savage. Yeah, yeah, glitchless, grounded. So it's grounded mode, glitchless, three hours, The Last of Us, part one, not part two yet. But yeah, he's, he's, he's working on it. <laughs> the big thing about this is that The Last of Us was always deemed too mature to get into a GDQ. GDQ doesn't allow cursing on stage. They don't allow uh, a lot of that stuff. They barely let in Resident Evils. The horror blocks are always in the middle of the night when they have not a, as many people watching the shows. And there's like the kids aren't watching or whatever. But at yeah. 1150 on a weekday during the summer, you're going to put on The Last of Us. The, I believe this is the first time. The full game is being played glitchless on a GDQ stage. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Anthony Caliber is the best Last of Us runner in the world, in my opinion. And I'm looking forward to this run, even though I just watched it uh, like a week ago at ESA. Yeah, um, I just seen him play on Retro Replay, and he is an absolute machine. Sonic 1, 2, and 3 all in a row on Wednesday. Resident Evil 3 Remake, the one that just came out this year at 745. New game glitchless in one hour. Jesus. Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition. New game, not New Game Plus, as Nero and Dante Devil Hunter in an hour and a half. Yeah, it's madness. Uh, Thursday, let's see. Thursday. Thursday's a little slower. The Simpsons arcade game is going to be great. Six o'clock in the morning on Thursday. Mega Man 9. That's really cool. Half-Life Alex, which is a VR game. So they're going to have VR speedrunning. That could be freaky. Uh, um. Not much going on the rest of Thursday. Going through Friday, Banjo Tooie, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, Mario vs. Oh, oh my God. My buddy Supersonic. Forgot about this. My buddy Supersonic71087. He was one of our first viewers when we streamed on Twitch back in the day. And when I streamed wow. on Twitch, he was like my one of my two Mario mentors, um, him and Rupert. Awesome. And Rupert has been on our show. He just became a Twitch partner. So congratulations. Uh, he got in back to back Super Mario Brothers one warpless and Super Mario Brothers the Lost Levels warpless back to back in races against the three best players in the world. I hope he takes it. Well, three of them. I shouldn't say the three, but I I am so psyched for my boy Super Sonic. We've been trying to get him on the pod, but he lives in California, so it's tough to tough to do that. Followed after that, Super Monkey Ball two, Horizon Zero Dawn, Metroid Fusion, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Pokemon Fire Red Leaf Green all in a row. That's a solid Dude, Friday stacked. Friday night. Now, go ahead. What's everything that they go and donate this year? I'm sorry? They, they always donate money. And who, who's our donor this year? Um, it's always the same. AGDQ is always uh, the Prevent Cancer Foundation. And SGDQ is always Doctors Without Borders. Okay, gotcha. gotcha so gotcha. this one will be Doctors Without Borders. Uh, how about this one? Friday night, 10 o'clock. Sam, if you're not doing anything, if you have seven hours... The Final Fantasy VII Remake. Nah, dude. I beat it myself. I don't need that. I'm good. Seven hours for something that took you 41. That's crazy. No, well, I, I can see it like that. Well, because I did all the side missions. If I just stuck on the main, 
I could have beat it way faster. Yeah. It's just you want you want to play the side and you want to, you know, boost up your stats. Uh, Saturday morning, the last day, Metro Super Metroid 100%, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Ooh, here's a good one. I'm looking forward to this one. This is nuts. Bubsy, I got to go follow him on Twitch. At 12.38 on Saturday, what is that? Saturday, August 22nd, Super Smash Brothers Nintendo 64. Oh, that's awesome. Hold on, hold on. Break the targets, all characters, blindfolded. You know how many hours he had to put in to do that? He's going to do it in less than 12 minutes. Well, he probably put thousands upon thousands of hours to perfect it and I might see it just to see it done. And my favorite run of the marathon, because he's my favorite streamer of this particular genre or this particular franchise, uh, Etiquette, congratulations on just getting married. He's going to end the entire marathon with Pokemon Shield. Out of nowhere. The ender, any percent, four hours and 25 minutes. It'll probably be more like 410, probably 410-ish. Um, but Pokemon Shield to end a GDQ, a Pokemon game has never ended a GDQ before. Pokemon's freaking just gets bigger and bigger every year. It seems Pokemon speed running has been getting bigger and bigger, and and for Shield to true, true. for Shield to just come out in November and to already be the ender to a GDQ, that's massive for Shield. I hope that opens a lot of people's eyes to this game because I loved Sword and Shield, and it gets a lot of flack that I don't think it deserves. The second Avengers War Table has been announced July 29th, 1 Eastern. And the first one sucked balls, but, and it didn't give me hype for the game at all, but. <laughs> yeah, it was like, eh. It was just meh. I just it's don't. Okay. I don't need Thor saying constant one-liners when he's just doing generic fighting. I just didn't need it. It was just, I could get that a lot of places. Um, but, again, I'm still willing, because I did have this in my list for my most hyped things of 2020. I guess I was a naive 32-year-old, 31-year-old at the time. Uh, but, yeah, the, the second war table, 729, 1 o'clock. The beta for the game is actually going to go live for PS4 players on August 7th and then August 14th on Xbox and PC. So if you've pre-ordered the game, you'll get access to the beta. If you've pre-ordered this game on Xbox or PC, and you've also pre-ordered Tony Hawk's 1 and 2 remastered digitally, you'll get access to the warehouse demo the same day as you can get access to the beta for for Avengers. So if you've done those two things, and by the way, they come out the same day, the game. So if you've done those two things, you get early access to both those games in the same day. Could be a very good day for you if you're you're a fan of that. But... I'm looking forward to this because number one, I'm a sucker. And number two, I just want this game to do well. And I want it to kind of course correct the way it's kind of been going. And and I just haven't been really impressed yet. So I'm, I'm still willing to give it a chance. It just hasn't gotten me there yet. I mean, I'll watch it, but game has been passed for me. Next up, we have the Xbox game showcase will be a full hour long. And not only that, so we know it's an hour, not only that, uh, one of the folks at Xbox today came out and he said, I've been hearing a lot of rumors and I just want to squelch them all. You're not getting anything but games. We're not giving you anything but games, which is good and bad. We're getting a full hour of games, which is amazing. I'm expecting, you ready for this? I'm expecting a big reveal of the Battletoads game that they showed off a couple years ago. Obviously a shit ton of Halo, but my number one prediction is a new Perfect Dark game. I think they need it. I think they're absolutely giving us a new perfect dark game. I wouldn't even be surprised. A couple people have said this, and I think it'd be great. A new Banjo-Kazooie game, because Microsoft does own Rare now. So 
that is possible. I don't really think so, but we will see. I do think Perfect Dark is coming, but it does signify, however, that we're not getting a release date or a price. That will most likely come in August uh, when they're doing their next one. So it's good and bad. I love that we're getting all games. I'm, I wish we were getting a price and release date just to kind of increase the hype a bit. Some mysterious Twitter accounts linked to Nintendo have been unearthed by fans. And we have been, since March, speculating. It's been four months, and I don't know how I've survived without a Nintendo Direct since last September, but uh, it's been almost a year. But at the same time, we have been speculating for four months now that Nintendo is going to be releasing Mario remasters for his 35th anniversary. Yeah. And a protected Twitter account with no tweets that just happened to launch in March at Mario's 35th birthday or something like that. I can't remember what it was, was uncovered. And you think to yourself, okay, no big deal. Anybody could have made this. It's, you know, just an account that somebody just wanted to take the at so Nintendo couldn't or, you know, just so they could find people, but they're protected so nobody can follow it. So it's kind of weird that somebody would do that. Yeah. And you think it's probably nothing. And then uh, the fine folks on the internet wanted to learn more about it. So then they tried to log it, log in as it. <laughs> and uh, um, I don't know why Twitter does this, but when you try to log in as it and it says, forget username, it'll send you an email, but it won't give you the email. So people would, would plug it into forgot username just to be able to get the recovery email. And it's from uh-huh. an, it's from a Nintendo account. Interesting. It's from ML something, 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 something at Nintendo.jp.co, which is the Japanese Nintendo site. So methinks that it's legit because of that recovery. Now it it very well still could be fraudulent, maybe hacked. Yeah, it's, it's something. Still shit. You never ever know. And these things are still, but they're still heavily rumored. We just haven't gotten anything yet. There are rumors of direct's gonna be on the 20th, which is this Monday. I, I don't see that coming. I thought today would have been the day to announce that. Um, we'll see. Still have tomorrow, Friday. Uh, but that is telling that they're doing this because they just announced the Lego. Well, we'll get to the other things they've announced, but they're announcing a ton of Mario stuff. So it kind of does fall in line. Uh, I love that it's from a legitimate Nintendo email address, which is great because that means Nintendo most likely did this. Um, so that's exciting because it's directly in line for his 35th birthday. And it's probably going to be the Twitter account that you can follow whenever these remasters are given out. And there were also four new Nintendo switch SKUs just added to the GameStop website. So for this year's release. So, uh, you know, again, it looks like we're going, we haven't heard the last of the switch this year because after paper Mario, there's nothing. So we don't know. So that's exciting. But then the second one was just on earth like two hours ago. And this one's just as exciting for me because I haven't had a game released from this franchise, this now 30 year old franchise this year. I think since the GameCube. And we're talking about F-Zero. Wow. It's been years. At, at, Holy shit. It's, it's been, I think, almost 20 years. At F-Zero JP, like F-Zero Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has been uncovered. Also created in March, the same time that the other one was created. Also with a Nintendo recovery email. So... Oh. We could, this this Nintendo Direct that that will eventually come, I'm trying to have patience, will, could potentially not only have Mario remasters, but a new F-Zero game. If you gave me nothing else, I'd be happy. 
If you gave me just those two announcements, I would be happy. I hope you get what you want, brother. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate you, man. Uh, but exciting news nonetheless, if nothing else, because I'm a rumor whore and a hype train enthusiast, uh, basically the conductor of the hype train for Nintendo. So I bet a guy that says sometimes we don't say rumors, but then he just spouts rumors. If it was not from, an, if it was not from a Nintendo account, I wouldn't have reported it. The simple as that simple as that just teasing. Now, when we move to the movie section, uh, I have some quick impressions. I'll make this really quick for psych Two. Lassie comes home. It's now available on Peacock, the uh, the uh, NBC streaming service. Um, did you just sure laugh? It's a flying success. Did you just laugh at the word Peacock? No, I'm, I'm like it's just I'm sure that the, the the streaming service is a flying success. Ah, oh, he thought of a, of a joke. You made it funny. Uh, got it. So yeah. Anyway, Psych Two is out. The first movie was okay. Um, wasn't really great. It's not as great as the show. Yeah, I thought you said. I thought you said it was. You were let down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I was very much let down. And this one was a little better, but I would rather watch any episode of the show from season two on than this movie again. Okay, so okay, they swung and they missed on both movies. Gotcha. I, I would, I would, I would say that. Yeah. Um, for psych fans, you kind of got to watch it, uh, especially. Oh my god, you got You have to be a completist. Yes, you love the show, especially if you're a Timothy Olinson fan. The you know Detective Lasseter. It's his movie. He had a lot of things in his personal life that he was going through, and for him to even come back for this movie was was awesome. Uh, but it's it kind of goes a million different directions without going one. The the comedy's really funny. Like even Ashley, who wasn't really paying attention, was laughing at a lot of shit. And it was that was really funny. But I'm in it for like the murder plot and like the mystery of it. And I was never really feeling it. So as a psych fan, I recommend it. As a movie fan, or if you're on Peacock looking for stuff to watch and it's in the big headlines up top, like now streaming, I, I might skip over it. It was just like a five. Uh, shame. Uh, oh man, it's my turn. I'm, <laughs> I am not yo, used to yo, this. I'm, yo, I'm sitting back, feet up. I'm comfy now. Brother. Now it's Sam's time to shine the movies and TV section. Atomic Blonde Two is getting a sequel, but Sam, it's coming to Netflix. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even hear that news. Oh, that's great. I thought it was actually. Well, I mean, I guess now it makes sense. The world we're living in now. Shit, we don't know when the hell the movie's coming out. Yeah. But I, I thought the the first one was bad. It's that with Charlize Theron, right? Yeah. Yeah, she, she, dude, she's such a badass. I mean, from that and the, the Mad Max movie, she shows that she, she still has it. And I know that there were rumors that, you know, possibly tie Atomic Blonde to John Wick. So I, I don't know what that's going on, but I'll definitely check this out. Yeah, I'm probably out. I The other Charlize Theron movie that just came out on Netflix looks good. Um, I can't remember what that's called. The Out Somethings. I can't I can't remember. But uh, The Old Guard, I think it is, actually. that That looks okay, but... Um, Atomic Blonde 2, okay. I think I have to go back through our text thread when I texted you. Atomic Blonde 2 is coming to Netflix. I think it was on Monday. But I digress. Eh. I, I mean, it, I believe it was the same fighting coordinator as John Wick. So, like, yeah, they said yeah. the same fighting style for just a female. And I already like Charlize Theron. So. I thought I, I, I read or heard somewhere that they're in kind of like the same universe. Is that not? Well, no, and, and no, and that's what I was saying. Like, that will this possibly tie, like make it like confirm that she's in that universe because nothing's confirmed yet. Right. Uh, Speaking of, well, I I don't really have a tie in for this one. I was going to say speaking of confirmed, but being confirmed, yeah, it's confirmed. (laughs) Uh, The uncharted movie finally begins filming. Um, I can't put enough underlines under the word. Finally. 
Yeah, you know, it was definitely a movie long time coming. Uh, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, they're, they are they are filming the Uncharted movie. Nolan North, I saw him kind of wish them to a good luck thing on Twitter. I'm sure, obviously, he feels some sort of way, you know, because it feels like maybe that's like his baby. So but ho- I'm still hoping that we're going to get that fifth game, but I'm all here for the movie. Sixth. You got you to gotta count Lost Legacy. Yeah, it's like a don't, spinoff. Don't do Lost Legacy dirty. Oh, it's just to me. It, it's a spinoff. It's like it's like its own like that could have been like its own DLC. Well, then if we, then then you have to count Miles Morales as the same thing, and then Spider Man would be its second game, not its third. But I think we would both agree that when Spider Man Two comes out, it'll be the third game. I'm just saying, you know. Well, d- depending how long this game is, because I beat that on chart or yeah, that false legacy in like eight nine hours. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Miles Morales would be maybe. Maybe less. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's longer. It'll be a $40 release, so who knows? I, I really yeah. don't know, but I'm thinking 10 hours max. But still, 10 hours is its not the worst thing in the world. You know, you could yeah, do I mean, they're going to get my money regardless. That's right. Well, if, if they have a PS4 version, they're going to get my money, at this time at least. Uh, so, yeah, excited. I think Tom Holland posted a picture of him in, like, one of the movie star chairs with the word Nathan on the back or something like that, and he said, like, ready to go finally or something, so... Uh, it's it's exciting this movie's getting off the the ground. I just really think that Uncharted would have been so much better suited as a television series. I think there's so much to tell that two hours is not going to contain it. I really, really wish that this was a TV series. I mean, of course, you uh, you, you wanted to follow the same way as what they're doing with Last of Us, and you're having Neil Druckmann kind of work real closely with that and help develop stories there. And you know, hopefully, you know, will they follow Ellie and Joel? Will they break off? You know, but regardless. I wouldn't mind I'm a season on. I wouldn't mind a season on Tommy. That'd be sick. Uh, let's see though. Oh, this was I added this one. No, no, you know, you know what? I would like to spend like let's say they did it like last this three. Mm-hmm. What happened? The year. I can't even say it. Yeah, yeah. don't don't I say. Just, it. I, I I legit just caught myself. Don't don't say it. <laughs> just let it go. Yeah, on. dude. I, I I legit I just had. A, you didn't finish the game, yet, so I, I had to bite my tongue. No, I am I am fourteen hours in. Don't don't spoil it, please. Yeah. If I got a spoiler from you about that game after I've avoided him for a month while we were recording a spoiler free podcast, I would have I would have jumped through the phone. Nah, you would have been fine. I wouldn't have fit through the phone, but I'd jump through it. Yeah, well, you would have been fine. We got a new trailer for the new mutants. It's about a minute long. It was some new footage, some old footage mixed together, but they did say. July 23rd, Comic-Con at home, there's going to be a panel for the New Mutants film. So it looks like that this movie is finally getting a little clarity. However, with all the uncertainty around theaters, and we know that this movie has to open in theaters unless they rework the agreement, which is very, very, very possible, that we still don't know when this film's going to hit. But at least there's some wheels in motion, which is a good thing. I mean, I didn't watch the trailer. Like, I did. I'm, I'm good. I'm. I'm just. I. I heard that it just kind of showed you more of their powers or whatever, which is fine. Like, I. I. I'm good. I saw enough. I'm going to give the movie a shot. You know, I'm just kind of going in with no expectation. And there's, like you said, there's no one inside. We have no idea when they're going to open up the movies. They. They tried. They got closed down. Who the hell knows? I. I, again, I, I can see them. I can see them making an agreement for releasing somehow. So I wouldn't be surprised if they drop it there. Like after this panel, it's available. Blah. It's PG thirteen. Uh, so I think that it still has a home in Disney Plus potentially. If they, if they if Disney Plus just showed Hugh Jackman's ass on on Origins on Disney Plus, they could show a PG thirteen movie. And it looks pretty. I, I watched the trailer. It looks pretty, um, like 
not terrifying, but kind of like a little spooky. And it, I think it was an effective trailer. I'm saying a good thing about the new mutants movie, which I think is the first time I ever have probably in four years, but I'm, I'm open by the way, in two weeks, our podcast will be four years old. I just want to point that out. Um, but crazy, I know July 31st, but, uh, I, I am more excited for this movie now than I was. And I will tune in. I mean, it's the same day we record and it's the same day as the Xbox showcase and I'll be down the shore. So I won't watch it live, but they will eventually get my viewership on demand because I want to watch that panel. I want to learn more and I am a little bit more intrigued than I was originally. That's good to hear. Noah Centennial has been cast as Adam Smasher in the Black Adam DC film. You know, the Edge, the wrestler, played Adam Smasher in the, I believe, the second season of The Flash. I did not know that. His name is Adam Copeland, by the way. Just a little, just a little yeah. wrestling trivia for you. Yeah, I, 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 I did know his name because he's been actually in a couple shows lately, so I haven't seen his name, and I remember seeing The Flash. Notice, again, it, it's it's a, um, a hero that not, not many people know about, and I'm actually good to see Adam Smasher getting some love. Yeah, uh, Noah Centineo is four year, uh, 24 years old. His middle name is Gregory. Just pointing that out there. Uh, he was from the Fosters, which was, um, I don't know what that was, actually. The Disney Channel film, How to Build a Better Boy, the Netflix romantic. Oh, the Fosters. That was the uh, the Roseanne spinoff. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was in uh, the Netflix movies To All the Boys I've Loved Before and its sequel to All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You. Um, and he was in Sierra Burgess is a Loser and The Perfect Date. So good. I never saw him in nothing. So I'm, I'm hyped. Yeah. Kind of an unknown actor. Um, he's been in some stuff to all the boys I've loved before, I think is in our Netflix queue. I'm pretty sure Ashley added that to our Netflix queue or hell. Maybe I did for her. I don't really know, but I've at least heard of that movie, but I've never seen anything he was in and I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. So it's at least, again, we like it when there's those no name actors getting, getting, uh, put into these nice big roles. Yeah. What I don't, I, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but can you tell us anything about Adam Smasher? I know nothing about him. He can like grow his size. Like I know he can get like big or small, and I think he might have some powers. Fucking, uh, hold on. Oh, let me type in real quick. I, is, I forget. Is what he I just primarily he can make himself like big and small? Is he primarily a villain, or is he going to be on black? No, no, no. He, he's actually here. I know he has like super strength, growth, increased strength, stamina, speed, durability. Formerly density control. So I guess when he first was created, that's what he could do. And then I guess when they probably recreate him in the new fifty-two, he didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and he did. I was right. The second season of The Flash. There you go. Adam Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland. Edge. Uh, You think you know me. Let's move into the television section. Two stories, both big. Gotham PD has been announced as a series for HBO Plus. I'm sorry, HBO Max. And it will be a prequel to Matt Reeves, the Batman film. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I saw... um... HBO or HBO logic boss logic. He posted, I guess it was the Gotham PD TV series, HBO max starring Ben Affleck. It was an awesome edit. I was like, if they did this whole dude, people would freak if Ben came back. But regardless, we, we doubt he's coming back. Obviously they're 99, chance he's not coming back. But regardless, I think this is a good idea to expand the world that, um, he's creating for the trilogy that, um, Robert Pattinson is doing now. I haven't seen all the episodes, but didn't the show Gotham on Fox really focus in on the, on the police department? It did, but it was more like, yeah, but it was, you saw Bruce Wayne as a kid and kind of what everyone did when they were younger. And 
but yeah, it, it, it was early, early Gotham. Now this is, a pr- I, I think, I think they're going to show you more villains or be a little more Batman than what, I don't know, than what was shown. Mm-hmm. You know, they could do more rather than be like, you know, a PG 13 show. Right. It's on a streaming service. They can do whatever the hell they want. Plus it's not a CW or Fox show. So they have more rights. Um, They can say the Joker probably uh, instead of whatever they had to say on, on Gotham. But I know that Gotham really focused in on like Ben McKenzie's character and Jim Gordon and a lot on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you said it was a young Bruce Wayne. Now this is a prequel to the Batman Matt Reeves film and that's Robert Pattinson's Batman. So it's not, um, it's not like Bruce Wayne's not going to be in it. Right. I know that, but it's, it, if it's being a prequel to a younger Batman story, don't you think that it's going to be young Bruce Wayne in this one too? Like the same time period as Gotham was in. I mean, it, Hey, it, it all depends on the world that he's building. You know, it, it could be the same time for all we know. Right. Now, do you know of any comic series or anything like that that focus around the PD? Or is this really going to be outside no, of... No, no, no. There's a couple. I can't think of any all pain, but I know there is a couple that just focus on, like, Jim Gordon when, like, uh, Harvey Bullock or something like that. Yeah, I, I'm hoping they go a different direction altogether. And, like, I hope they hit the Gordons and, and that. But I really hope they give us a new main character that has nothing to do with anyone we've heard before. Maybe even a brand new character that just exists as a police officer in the world, or maybe even like an entire precinct. So like seven or eight characters. Um, I mean, it could be like the animated series where they did Renee Montoya eventually becomes like the second question, but she could be another character on the show as well. Yeah. You kind of feed into that birds of prey universe a little bit and kind of bring that all together. I think that that's got, I think that's got legs. I just think that the possibilities are endless um, to kind of know, at least at this time, the initial report being that it's a prequel to Matt, Matt Reeves, Batman. And since we know really next to nothing about Matt Reeves, Batman, except for the fact that we know it's Pattinson. So we kind of get an idea of how old Bruce Wayne will be. That is, is the really the only thing that we know. So the kind of possibilities are wide open here for this TV series. Yeah. I mean, of course it's Batman related. So I definitely got to watch. Um, but you don't have HBO max. That's the problem. If there's a will, there's a way. Uh, I, I don't think it'll be here at, I mean, it just got greenlit. So it's definitely not going to be here in time for Zack Snyder's justice league. So I think there's, there's definitely going to be a year or two between. It's probably going to come out after the Batman movie. I'd imagine that too. Um, so yeah, that or like same time release type of deal. I'm thinking, I'm thinking at probably a three to six month difference, maybe even more. I, I don't know. Cause this is just greenlit. Now they've got a lot to do. Got yeah. a, some scripts to write and some people to cast. But the cool thing is, you know, now there's another DC property out there, another brand new show that when there's casting rumors and casting changes and guess what, we're going to be able to talk about that on this show and who gets cast in what role. And if, if in fact just, just cast just cast some unknown people. No, I, don't, I don't want to know nobody. I agree. I mean, unless they're coming from the movie, then I, I'm good. I don't disagree with that, but I what I'm more excited for are the names that they are cast as. Because if I say to you, hey, Joe Smith was cast as Philip Potter. Yeah, you know, no, I got you. I got and you're you. like, who I, is I'll, that? I'll hopefully know if they're comic characters or if they're made up of the show. Exactly. And I think that that will be exciting. Um, yeah. to, to, cause it'll give us an idea of where the show's going to go. And then that kind of leads into the other big giant television series announced this week, star Wars, the bad batch, arguably the worst name I've ever heard for a star Wars thing, but yeah, I digress. I'm, not, I'm, I'm definitely not, I'm, I'm not hating on the name, but I'm just not a fan of bad batch. Uh, announced for a 2021 release on Disney plus this will be an 
animated show. Some people say it's going to tie directly into the final season of The Clone Wars. Some people say it's going to be closer to episode four. We don't really know anything yet, um, but we get more Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. This time it's an animated thing. I know that The Clone Wars has been on Disney+. Plus. Have you followed that? Do you watch anything outside of the, uh, the Mandalorian from Star Wars? And is this something you're willing to give a shot to? I mean, I'm hyped, obviously, for all the Star Wars people that watched all the Clone Wars, all the animated stuff. I didn't. However, I do want to. I'll probably have to talk to Sean over at MRC Tech to to see what do I need to watch in order. Because if it ties anyway to anything that they've done in the past, I want to make sure that I watch that so I know everything that's going on. So, I mean, hey, I'm happy. You know, Disney Plus, they, they got all the money right now, so let's do it. I, I would be interested to see and hear Sean, MRC Tech's reaction to this. Um, oh my God. Yeah, I know he was loving it. Yeah. I just want to know more about the characters before I invest, you know, myself and animated shows, we don't get along great. So I, I, I just want to know how he feels about the, the bad batch name. It's just weird. I also like movies called bad Ben. So it's kind of like bad, 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 bad. It's weird for me to keep saying that bad batch. And I just think the, the word batch is hilarious. If you really think about it, um, it's a f- funny word. <laughs> the, the, the different connotations that it has is, are, are yeah. hilarious. So the bad batch to me says uh, some funny stuff. If you want to go down the gutter, but I digress a couple more stories tonight in the music section. I want to give a shout out to a new record uh, called in waves by a band forest green. Uh, you've probably never heard of them, but I hope you do now. And it's a really, really, really good record. Thank you to our friends at big picture media for sending over the record. Um, really, really enjoyed it. And I wanted to talk a little bit about it and, if for no other reason, this band to me gives off huge, heavy, heavy, heavy armor for sleep vibes. And if you know me, Sam, you've known me for 25 years, armor for sleep, one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, love armor. For I, sleep. Did, I just know from the shirt that was on your wall <laughs> for 20 years. <laughs> uh, saw the reunion show. I, did I take you to that or did I take Pope? George? No, I, I never, I never listened to armor for sleep. No. Yeah. I took Pope George to that one. That was phenomenal. I sometimes randomly tweet the words armor for sleep just out of nowhere. And I also sometimes put it as my Facebook status, like just randomly. It pops up in my memories every, every now and again, uh, but huge armor for sleep vibes and very, very early Bayside vibes. If you were to take 2003, 2004 Bayside, shove it in there with like just before what to do when you're dead armor for sleep. This kind of reminds me of forest green brought into 2020. I will say this record in waves. It's nothing overly sexy, like about this record. There's nothing that like, jumps off the page but that's a good thing because it's all very solid it's one of those things where it's like jack of all trades master of none but in a good way um it kind of leaves the door for me wide open for endless possibilities on a follow-up album i won't say take more risks or play it less safe i think just it their sound can evolve and it can progress can mature and i think there's a lot of room for that in the in the sophomore record um, or at least the next record. I won't say sophomore, but the next record. 10 songs, 36 minutes. It came out July 3rd on No Sleep Records. I will uh, recommend three songs off the record. Uh, the, again, the record is called In Waves. I will uh, recommend the title track called In Waves. I think it's number three. It's their, I believe their latest or first single off the record. It's got a music video. Really solid. Uh, Dead in a Dream. And also the song Kiss from the Sun. I think Kiss from the Sun is probably my favorite song on the record. But 10 songs, 36 minutes, Forest Green. If you like Armor for Sleep, uh, Bayside, give this band a shot. You can find it on Spotify or wherever you get that audible goodness. Let's move in. 
to the, I love saying that. Let's move into the other section. This is where our top three is going to lie tonight. Really excited for this one. Uh, we know before Nintendo announced the Super Mario starter set Legos, and it was a Mario with a flagpole and enemies. And it's like a virtual Mario world or level you play as, as, a, as that's really cool. It was like 60 bucks or 80 bucks or something like that. And there's a bunch of different sets. And then out of nowhere, they announce Lego is making a full NES with television and a working kind of a console, or I'm sorry, cartridge, all coming out August 1st, the same day as the other ones, 2,646 pieces. This is one of the most gorgeous Lego sets I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I like what you said, kind of working. And yes, Lego said, I mean, I, I, the design I thought was beautiful. I was not expecting that at all. And I know all the, the you know, the game freaks, the Lego, you know, obviously Sean and Marcy Tech, that's going to be pre-ordered day one. It's a little bit cheaper than the uh, 89 Batmobile and a few more pieces, but it, it looks like it'll be a fun build. And I know I'll, I'll definitely be checking uh, Sean out on the, yeah, his old Twitch two, channel. 230 bucks. Um, so not looking forward to that, <laughs> but, um, I know Sean's going to get it and I think I'm going to watch his build streams if he does them because I'm really, really interested. Oh, he's got it. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, really, I'll make him. I'm really, really interested in seeing this thing as close to in person as possible because the photos look amazing. You build an NES, you build the cartridge, you build the controller, you plug it into the TV that you build. And then on the screen, you can fuck with Mario and make him kind of just run up and down and stuff. And like, kind of almost play it like it's got endless possibilities it looks great even if you just build it and put it on the shelf it's that's that's a conversation piece right there and it comes out comes out the same day as the other lego sets you could you could drop 500 in one day on legos and i would not be opposed yeah i mean hey when i got the the batmobile that was a 250 piece so I know, I know all about the hurt that Lego can do to you. Let's do our top three for the night, Sam. And, and if you want to check out pictures of this amazing NES that's coming from Lego and Nintendo, check it out on our Facebook or our Instagram. Um, they're right there, right one of the first couple posts because they're that gorgeous. We had to post it multiple times. I've just it's the things I dream about, dude. This thing looks so good. But I wanted to kind of take our top three and make it really fun and bring our imagination into it. And you know. What Lego sets don't exist now that if we had the power to do it, we would create? I think there's a lot of fun to be had in this top three, so I'll kick it to you to start us off. I want an exact replica of a 1967 Shelby GT500 from Gone in 60 Seconds. I want it silver, the two black lines going from front to back. My girl, Eleanor. I'm smiling ear to ear because I, I know... I know I didn't pick that. It's my dream car. I, I didn't pick that on my list for you because I forgot. But the second you said it, I was like, how could I have missed this one? And, and literally what I said to you was like, if you know me, my top three should be a no brainer. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's a really good. The level of detail that you just put into that description. Top Dude, three I, detail. I, I, of all I, time. I, even though I have a computer, I could look at it. I literally see it perfectly in my mind. Oh, my own. That's my dream. My number three is a is not a specific Lego build. It's a Lego experience. And I want an AR, not VR, an AR, an augmented reality. Put the headset on. It's on the tabletop. An augmented Lego experience where you can virtually build 
whatever you want, but you're in the world and you're using your hands and all that stuff. And you can kind of control the world. If you've ever seen anything AR, augmented reality, um, I believe it was called HoloLens from Microsoft, you'd know what I'm talking about. Minecraft was in this world for a little bit, and you can build Minecraft. Was it Pokemon? No, no. That would be sick, though. That would be – if we were talking top three ARs, Pokemon would be all top three. Uh, But I would love to be able to put a headset on, look at my table, and have Legos come to life in front of me and kind of live in that world and oversee it almost in a Lego AR experience. Hmm, that's fucking interesting. You took it to the next level. Thank I you. just went with builds. Thank you. My next two are builds. Okay, my number two, Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. I actually nailed it, but I thought you were going to go Grim. Yeah, it, Grim's, uh, Grim's too small. I, I feel like the standout is Sweet Tooth. That's the one you want on the front. You want the sadistic clown head on the top. You want you know, the ice cream truck, you know, truck, however color. I think it's got to be white. White with I pink. Yeah, pink was the ice cream and whatever you want to do with your truck, whatever you want to do. As long as you get that. I, I still hear the laugh from Twisted Metal 2, so I think that would be an awesome build. I thought you'd have a Twisted Metal, but I did not pick Sweet Tooth. But in retrospect, it would be the better build. It would definitely be yeah, the better build. 100%. It would mean that or Minion. That's also a good one. That's all. I would say he would, he would be giant. Like I feel yeah. like that would be like a third, like long would be like thirty six inches. It would be humongous. Yeah, one that would not be fun is Axel. It's just a person with two tires. Yeah, it just would not be fun. <laughs> uh, click, click, done. Uh, my number two is like a Lego diorama. It's like a scene. I'd build it. It kind of in the vein of the Mario levels thing. Yeah, I yeah. want. I don't care where, but I'm thinking Star Court Mall. Give me Lego Stranger Things. Oh, I dig it. I dig that. Yeah. See, I, I was thinking with like an action scene from like an anime. Oh, I was cool. that was I was going to leave that in, but I kind of just took it out because I could have picked so many damn scenes. If, I couldn't pick one. If you could like almost like a Mighty Max or like a pocket Polly Pocket or whatever, where you build the mall and then it kind of can open. Yeah. And then no, inside I, the mall, I, I picture exactly what you're throwing. You down. have like demi dogs or like um, you know just the character. Can you imagine Eleven in Lego form? That'd be super cute. That'd be awesome. I'm down. I would love Lego Stranger Things. I'm surprised they haven't done anything like that. Yeah. Have they? No, they no, haven't. Right? I don't think they have at all. Huh. My number one should be no surprise. You know, I've said it as soon as I got the 89 Batmobile, Batmobile that we need a Batman, the animated series, like the same exact thing that they do with the 89, the exact same thing. You get some LED. Like, obviously, I was talking to Sean. We both agreed. You know, we, eventually, we're going to throw some LEDs on it, so it's going to look pretty good. I've seen some pictures, so we're just waiting for you know, obviously, all this COVID shit to die down, and you know, we'll, we'll lock down a date. But I, I think the A nine, the animated series Batmobile is is my favorite Batmobile, and to to me, to get that and the eighty nine, I feel like I get that next to each other, next to each other in some kind of case or something like that. I think it'd be pretty badass. The animated series is is a friggin' classic. Just yeah, and of play. course, I, I just finished that. I just finished Batman Beyond. You said that the '89 Batmobile was three thousand three hundred and six pieces. So you figure I, I want? I figure the animated series would probably be just as much, if not a little bit more, because it was a longer car. Damn. Yeah. The the NES with the TV and everything is only twenty six. Uh, yeah. So you know, '89 was a little, quite a bit more. Yeah, with a higher price tag, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> twenty bucks more. Thirty bucks. Twenty. Twenty bucks more. Yeah. My number one should be no shock. If you've ever met me, uh, is it Bioshock? Yeah. 
<laughs> I know. I, I know my boy. I was trying to say no shock. Like, you get it? No shock. Oh, I, I think. Me, bro. I think. Um, it. I. I would not be surprised if anybody out there thought I was going to go Pokemon. No, dude. I, I. I. If I had a guess, I would Bioshock's your favorite game. I feel like you could do something cool with underwater. Oh my god, yeah, dude. If you put Legos underwater and it came with like a fish tank. And they build the Lego set underwater and it just lives in like a fish tank. That would, be, that would be so sick. That's exactly what I was thinking. You put a Lego Big Daddy in there, like so sick. Um, that would and, be I, awesome. and I think Pokemon and like Mega Bloks or one of those already has a partnership. So that's the other reason I actually didn't go Pokemon because I can already kind of have that. It's not as cool as yeah, Lego. I, I do. And honestly, like even though we all know you're a huge Pokemon fan, that, that was not like something like. He's going to get a giant Raichu. Like, nah, nah, <laughs> that, that's not what he wants. An underwater Bioshock set was my number one, and you guessed it, and I'm kind of just, like, very impressed right now with you. And we're all knotted up in trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, let's, uh, let's do one more story, and you can take us home. Nintendo announces new collaborations with Monopoly and Jenga for Mario-themed versions of each. Oh, hell, I mean, love me some Jenga. Monopoly, ah, I haven't played that shit in like 15 years. So there's actually th- a thing called Monopoly Gamer, which takes Mario and Mario Kart, I think, and does like a twist on Monopoly and makes it like a gamer version, which is actually really cool and really fun. There's an actual end game to it, like a finish. It, it is, makes it bearable. <laughs> it's, which is nice. But I am a classic Monopoly fanatic. So I kind of love this because yeah. I love the six hour Monopoly sessions, dude. I'm all for those. Yeah, see, I, I'm a way bigger Jenga fan than Monopoly. Oh, listen, when I saw it, my tweet was, I needs me that Jenga. So, like, I'm all about the Jenga, and it looks like a different version of Jenga than just what we got. Bowser's yeah. in there, and Mario's jumping all around. Yeah, it's like you get, like, your favorite character or something. Right? It, it looks really cool. Like, I'm super yeah. into the Jenga thing. But, like, even more Mario collabs for his 35th birthday. Like, how are these remasters not real? Like, it's just too... Yeah, they gotta be. Too many things are lining up. There's way too much Mario happening right now for them not to make a giant video game announcement. It's the one fucking thing besides Paper Mario they haven't announced this year. So, uh, just more cool. And, oh, by the way, guess when they come out? August 1st. The same day as all those Legos. So oh, that's freaking awesome. You, and, can, you know, can now drop I, I, 600 bucks on all that shit, and I wouldn't bat an eye. I can't wait till all this Corona shit's done so we can actually get this Jenga game and have some people over and, you know, have Bro, some beers and have some fun. With, with my basement being remodeled, I can't wait. Me, you, Pope Joy, Ash, Tom, Mario, yeah, by, Jenga. By the time all this is done, your basement will be done. So oh, my basement set. my basement will be done next Tuesday. Oh, hell yeah. So, you guys didn't play your own. No, we didn't play around. We have the a contractor coming in to put the finishing touches on it next Tuesday. Nice. So, all right, Sam, take us home with your CGC Spotlight of the Week. CGC Spotlight. I actually just got this back from uh, CGC last week. <clears throat> so I sent this book in for. Did I have it? Was it the old label? Yeah, I think it was the old CGC label. And um, I noticed that their pod, there was a first appearance of a character, but CGC never noted this character before. So, you know, I'm, I'm known to, you know, send some stuff in right on the invoice, like, hey, CGC, do you mind note, noting this first appearance? And CGC's really awesome. If, if, if it is, they will note it. If not, they'll email me. We'll kind of have it back and forth. Like they're very upfront, very cool. This is Detective Comics 996. This is the first appearance of Cody O'Ken. If you don't know who he is, if you watch Batman the Animated Series, he was the ninja. I don't know if you remember, he was only in like two or three episodes in the, in, in the Animated Series. 
He's finally making his comic book debut from a, an, another character that made his debut in Batman the Animated Series. He's finally making it to in continuity in comic books. CGC agreed with me. They noted it. Pretty two for three this year, so my batting average ain't bad. DC Comics came out last year, March. I had a Peter J. Tomasi story and Doug Minow cover and art. 9.8 white pages. Beautiful book. There's there's no CGC census because it's it's a book that just came out. I believe this is the first only one that they actually noted his first appearance. So I guess if people want to send their Detective Comics 996 sent to CGC, they will note that. It's just funny that after 17 years after his creation, he's finally coming to comics, which is freaking awesome. And the story, it's in the catacombs under Paris. Henry Ducard is not going to sit and wait for his death that's coming to everyone who helped him train Batman. He's going to wrestle to the ground and put a bullet between its eyes. So, again, if you're a Batman animated series fan and you like Cody Ken the Ninja, I know some people kind of hate on them episodes. I freaking love them. Detective Comics. 996. And again, a photo of that art will be available on our Instagram around 9 to 10 o'clock on Friday morning at We Podcast and We Know Things, all one word. So you can check out the cover of the comic along with a full episode description so you can share it. Let your friends know about us. Give us a rating. Give us a review. It's the free, cheap, easy way to help the show grow. And we really appreciate it. Uh, that was your CGC Spotlight. And that was episode 195. I, uh, Time is flying, dude. It's only less than an hour and 20 this week, and we we packed in a lot. Yeah, no, it feels good. We had a full story, and again, it's, you know, usually we do it later. It's good to kind of knock it out. I feel good. We generally start recording 15 minutes ago, and now we're done. And this is great because now I'm going to go put eight hours into The Last of Us 2 before my daughter inevitably and, wakes up in the morning. And I'm going to go finish my pick of the week. That's going to be for next week, so stay tuned for that. Sick. All right, everybody. That was episode 195. We'll see you next week for episode 196. Can't wait to whoop that ass. Some jacket. Hey!